Welcome to Forging the Body of the Witch, a podcast about sorcery, magic, manifestation, and all those things that we use to make our lives better. I'm your host, Chris Dambala. Now let's get started. Welcome to episode eight of Forging the Body of the Witch. And today I'm going to change tack a little bit because uh, towards the end of the last podcast, I mentioned that I'd be um, looking at the magical practices of a particular magical personality. It was actually going to be on Michael Aquino, who's the founder of Temple of the Temple of Set. And that was more of a compliment to the discussion I'd done on Anton LeBay. Um, I'm actually going to do a little bit of an addendum to the previous podcast, which was on uh, building the body of a sex magician. That's what it was called. Um, this one's going to be on the use of supplementation and sacraments in sexual magic. Um, but the reason I wanted to just come back to it, this one is I just felt that for some reason that episode ended up being a little bit more controversial than I thought. Um, and maybe I just want to just make sure I'm not being misunderstood. Um, when I say controversial, it was divisive. I think a lot of people really embraced what I was putting out. Um, but there were some people that took issue with it. Some of them took issue without actually listening to the episode, which was uh, interesting. So I don't really like to engage with that sort of thing. I've said what I need to say if you want to review it um, and discuss it, I'm happy to. Um, but yeah, I don't know in what world that you would argue with someone who's not actually going to look into details into what they're actually disagreeing with that oh no it is it is the internet though um but the just to make sure i'm not being misunderstood like i'm putting out things for people to change and improve themselves um my area of interest is the integration of magic sorcery and adjacent ideas with hardcore cutting edge strength and conditioning I'm very interested in people transforming their bodies. Your body is a magical device. The fact that you can change it uh, under your will, if you want to use that term, should tell you something about that. How far you want to take that, I feel, is an open question that really needs to be explored. And I want to push that as far as I can. I've done it for myself. I've done it for other people. And I want to keep developing those ideas. I see potential in people. That's my thing. That is my thing. Um, And please don't misunderstand anything that I put out. If you feel like, and this is why I need to mention this, you're being attacked, um, I'm definitely, I'd I'd hate for you to feel that. But um, some people need compassion. Some people need compression. Um, Whatever works to make you the best person is that's what I'm interested in. Um, But I don't like to see or encourage people arguing for their own limitations. I feel like we should be arguing for our own possibilities. And this isn't exclusive to the magical community, but I think the point needs to be made because magic should be about change. Um, And otherwise, I'm not really sure what you're doing um, if it's about something else, um, if it's an identity thing, like maybe, maybe that's a, what you're into it for. But um, for me, I feel like it should be about trying to be who we want to be, whatever that means to you. Um, so, but 
when I meet someone, I see the potential in them. I can see what they can be and I want to provide tools for making that a reality. Um, I hope that's clear. Like what I don't like to, yeah, encourage is anything that makes people think. I'm not arguing for you not being... The reason I'm mentioning this is there was a, this was sort of the, the subtext of what a few people had mentioned in one or two forums. Um, and wherever you are now is where you are now. You should be thinking about what you can become. Um, I still do that. I feel like be grateful for where you are, but be hungry for more. That's, I feel like that's a good philosophy for life. Um, but if that doesn't vibe with you, that's fine. There are other podcasts. There are other people sharing content. Um, but if you want to listen to this just academically, take what you will. That's fine. The previous episode, I was basically laying down the idea that for sex magic to be more effective, you need the baseline hardware to be better at it. I can't see how anyone could disagree with that. Um, just wherever you are, there's things that you can improve. Um, and I divide that up into four general categories, which was basically releasing tension zones, which others have gone into. Um, it forms the basis of a lot of um, Christopher Hyatt's kind of set magical working. Um, his theories are quite convoluted and it means you have to absorb a lot of like his particular philosophies, um, which I feel is unnecessary. He's building out Wilhelm Reich stuff, comes up in other areas of Tantra as well. But I give some basic strategies for just releasing those tension zones in the front of the body. Um, there is plenty of others, but in the limitation of time and me not knowing you, there's a few things that will work. I also talk about building the muscles that will make you, that are most suggestive of reproductive fitness and they have a knock-on effect to with your endocrine system, which basically will raise your libido, but also make you appear more sexually attractive. Don't we all want that? Um, I talk about building some royal athleticism and the influence that has on testosterone and growth hormone and also some baseline conditioning. All of those things put together in the terms of sex magic will make you able to achieve more intense uh, orgasms, more frequent, and will also make you a better partner. Um, and those things are so vitally important. Intensity matters. Like, I'm not really... Particularly when it comes to, like, sex magical workings, intensity just matters. Um, if you're doing this just to charge sigils, um, then that is... So, and, and this is what a lot of people in the chaos current are really doing. But put some work in, like, and you'll get better results. Um, I can't see how that could possibly be a negative thing. The other factor is if you have, if you're doing this, and this is kind of like my body improvement thing, is if you're doing this and you want to be a better partner or to your partner or partners, um, however you're doing this, making yourself more desirable is such an honourable and beautiful thing um, because you're doing this in you know, it's not just about you as well. Um, there's some really good research into um, the intensity of orgasms women have with men who have a better shoulder-to-waist ratio. Um, like, this isn't just... It's not just my opinion. It's just biology. 
Um, but these are things that we can cultivate. So it's not, you can do it for others as well. You can call that superficial. It's not. It's, uh, it's superficial not to approach it. This one is, uh, I'm going to look at some sacramental stuff that you can do and supplemental stuff. So it involves um, modern supplements and also traditional botanicals. Originally, I wanted to do this um, and look at some dietary stuff as well nutritional protocols and I just became abundantly aware that it's probably about 20 podcasts in one so I'll touch on some things that can just be used in magical context um, that will support the previous one or you could just do them in isolation Um, just at the very beginning um, I feel like if you're going to pursue sex magic seriously um, you've taking pride in your vehicle is important and I'll just say a lot of it can also be about what you don't do Um, this isn't to say that you can't practice sex magic just as you are of course you can Um, but the if you're ingesting things there's a few reasons for this but um, if you're abusing your body with you know cigarettes uh, vaping excessive alcohol uh, pot to name a few for some of the more addictive substances, but also things like processed sugar, processed foods, transaturated fats, um, you know, fast food, soft drink, all that stuff. Um, that is just wrecking your body. Get rid of it. Um, the reasons for that are manifold. I can't go through everyone, but particularly like cigarette smoking and vaping. I mean, honestly, what decade are you living in that stuff is terrible it wrecks your circulatory system and if you're a man or a woman blood flow is everything um just get rid of that stuff um alcohol and pot probably need to be discussed in sacramental terms as well the part of the reason that you're taking them out is one yeah you want your body to be clean and effective you want energy just running through you libidinal force both in terms of biology biological force but also in terms of spiritual force you don't want to put up too many barriers to it the secondary reason is that if you're going to use any substances in a sacramental sense you'll want your body to be very sensitive to this hardcore chaos magicians templum nigri solace the temple of the black sun um aussie hardcore as hell uh, way more hardcore than most um, they, they make a really good point of this um, uh, in several of their articles in between spaces. Um, and they're, they're quite big on the physical fitness stuff as well. Um, they don't go into it too much. But, yeah, if you want to be using things like pot or alcoholic substances in sex magic, they can be super potent, but only if your body's sensitive. If you have habitual use, um, they have zero use for you anymore. Um, and I'm going to return to that towards the end um, because I think there's some real practical uses to those, but in combinations with some other botanicals. Um, so get rid of all of the, the unnecessary things. Take them out of your life. Um, any type of, I, I feel like, addictive or habitual, just as a general thing, behaviour uh, does need to be dealt with at some point um, to progress in most areas of life. Um, 
because it's baggage that's holding you down. Obviously, it's a larger conversation, but within the confines of sex magic, please get rid of that stuff. Intensity matters. Um, even just getting rid of those things will improve your health anyway. So decluttering, being sensitive. I'm not going to go too much into nutritional basics because, as I mentioned, it was taking me off in this massive detour into um, changing genetic expression. And I feel like as much as that's important, it's really hard to address so many individual needs. Um, I have some baseline nutritional guidance to do with a modulated tissue response, which basically makes you genetically elite. Um, But it's such a long conversation. Um, If you want to reach out to me privately, we can talk about that. Um, So... Let's look at both men and women and then make some general comments and some individual ones. Straight off the bat, uh, men are so much easier to deal with in this and my just looking at my analytics, it's a bit of a sausage fest. So this will be mostly geared towards men. Um, being one, it also makes these cut like I can speak from experience um, and I can speak from the voluminous research that I've done. Women's libido is much more sophisticated. For men, um, you know, 99.99 reoccurring percent of the time, it's a blood flow and testosterone thing. It doesn't matter what your age is, address those two things. Um, all erectile dysfunction drugs are basically built around the notion of blood flow and vasodilation. Um, the if you if you get your test up as well you can maintain a really strong libido for a very long time but like you can make some super acute changes like within a week um and i'll share some of those things with you um women there's a lot more psychologically going on um and i would argue spiritually as well whether i don't know for men blood flowed testosterone for women if whether the dishes have been done don't get me started um can make an impact on libido um so there is seems to be so much more um happening i'll make some general advice there um but i am conscious that i'm not a woman i I hope there's someone out there who actually can uh come to this i know some things that work for my partner and others um and i have done a little bit of digging in this area um, but I feel like if you have some baseline stuff there, that should be the first thing you address. So in terms of baseline supplementation, um, bearing, and I'm grouping this under supplements and sacraments for sex magic, um, both men and women, but men in particular, um, you need to have the raw materials there for your hormonal system to be functioning in the first place. Um, the three and, and for that to happen. So uh, for men, like broadly speaking, I do talk about this a little bit in one of my blogs, which I called, uh, Priapic potions and powders. I think, um, Priapus being the ancient Greek god, god of massive bonus. Um, don't we all want that? Um, and it just being and just addressing those two primary concerns of like increasing um, vasodilation and addressing blood flow and uh, and addressing testosterone. Women can use this advice as well, um, but at a lower dose. So men, generally speaking, they you need a certain amount of 
um, magnesium, zinc, and boron in your system for a variety of reasons, like not just testosterone. Um, but about 400 milligrams a day of magnesium, I prefer a, uh, a glycinate form, but that's just magnesium bound to the amino acid glycine. Uh, it's more bioavailable, zinc bioglycinate and boron. So usually that would be magnesium about 400 milligrams a day, uh, zinc about 30 and boron about six. Um, that will enable you to give you some of the raw ingredients to actually be making and freeing up testosterone. So free testosterone is uh, testosterone not bound. So it's actually available for your body to use. And that's the more important thing. Uh, so taking those things daily, I think with most supplements, the quality does matter. Uh, that's why I mentioned the different forms of um, magnesium and zinc. Um, and those aren't super expensive. They also have heaps of other health benefits as well, <coughs> including like immune function, uh, <coughs> your tolerance to stress, um, all sorts of things. Both men and women, uh, women not needing quite as much zinc or boron, but um, will benefit from those doses. So making sure that you have that in place first um, and also vitamin D, I suppose, would be the other one. Uh, about 5,000 IUs a day. Usually if you think you're deficient, the further away from the equator you live, the more likely that you have a deficiency and obviously there's other factors. Um, the fact that we synthesise vitamin D from the sun should tell you how important it is. Um, but get some supplement supplemental forms you'll note in countries where um they don't get a lot of sunlight in the winter months uh, a lot of the vitamins a and d are bound up in things like animal protein so cold water fish um grass-fed butter that sort of thing so nature finds a way to give it to you um but it's probably the simplest way is to actually make sure you're supplementing with those things you can bring as some of the minerals are a little bit trickier because um, your body, and if you're training hard, your body just pumps through them. And some people, if they're stressed, um, will go through a lot more. So they generally need to be in your system quite a, a lot. Vitamin D, because it's fat soluble. Um, if you bring up your levels, um, so you can take a, a more aggressive dose for, you know, however long until your blood levels start to stabilise, you can then back it off. Um, and uh, But generally speaking, you probably want it in there. It's uh, The weather's warming up now in Australia, so yeah, we're outside more. Um, and yeah, quite straight away, you know, there's a massive difference in like things like libido. Um, uh, I'll also mention they're having a certain amount of uh, omega-3s in your system is... So from things like cold water fish, um, so EPA and DHA are the two omegas, uh, which are found in fish oils and krill. Uh, also algal oil, and they're, they're actually in uh, a lot of grass-fed meats as well. But if you have them, there's a positive interaction between, because fats get... Um, so fats become part of your skin membrane. There's a positive reaction between the sun and those fatty acids, which also trigger some other hormonal cascades. Rarely get that spoken about, but yeah, that's another reason not to have seed oils as well, because they do some incredible damage to your body. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, so, in terms of men increasing their nitric oxide production, so elevating nitric oxide, most people will be aware of what that is, but it's a molecule that increases vasodilation, um, both the ED drugs Cialis and Viagra uh, function by increasing um, nitric oxide and your penis being a hydrostatic organ, blood flow equals boners and more aggressive, aggressive boners, <laughs> an angry boner. Um, but you can, uh, if you've got that in your system, then you have much better, harder and frequent erections. Um, but I prefer trying to do this naturally. Um, I titled something called the blood of the boner god potion in my, on one of my blogs. And it's basically, I originally developed this, developed, I was just sort of putting together my own pre-workout supplements, do a black coffee and these couple of ingredients. And it combines L-arginine and L-citrulline, which are super cheap, um, well-studied amino acids, but they increase vasodilation. It's L-arginine that does it primarily. L-citrulline converts, um, but if you take them to both together, um, they're far more effective. So you take about six grams of L-arginine and about three grams of L-citrulline. You can take higher doses, like you won't get into any strife with them, um, on their own. And if you take them daily you'll get an increase in vasodilation and you'll start to notice that when you start waking up with rock-hard erections. Um, but if you want to take it up another lo- uh, level as well, you can mix it with freshly juiced beetroot. And beetroot has naturally occurring nitrates, um, so not the toxic stuff that you get in uh, nitrites, which you have in like uh, preserved meats. Nitrates um, will become... Uh, nitric oxide in your system so if you you can either get some powdered beetroot and there's some beetroot extracts as well that you can use if you don't want to do that but um freshly juiced beetroot like i was saying i was doing this as a pre-workout with uh l-arginine l-citrulline um do that twice a day you can actually take a, a third dose of arginine and citrulline in the middle of the day if you do that for a week, I promise you, you will notice a massive difference. Men notice it more because of the importance of blood flow. Women will notice this too as well, but it will be much more pronounced. It's essentially like, um, but it's a healthy alternative to things like Viagra and Cialis. Other foods that contain quite a lot of nitrates are rocket. I think in America you call it arugula, but that's super high in dietary nitrate. So if you want to have those as a salad, you can do that as well. Um, my suggestion, if you're going to do this as a regular thing is, and, and the way I would normally put this together, if you're doing it towards a particular sex magic working, or you actually just want to have the health benefits that come with those ingredients is like, you could do it in the weeks leading up to, um, for example, from the new moon to the full moon. So you have two weeks of that dose and you'll notice a massive difference. It also allows you to have, um, uh, you'll be able to have repeat sexual performance in quite a limited time span, which a lot of men struggle with. Um, but yeah, yeah, give you give yourselves a few minutes to half an hour and you'll be ready to go again. Um, how good's that? Um, 
The one thing that the warning I would suggest is if you're on blood pressure medication or you're taking erectile dysfunction drugs, you'll get uh, exaggerated response. So because though some of those drugs do the same, well, the blood pressure medication, some of them work on the same principle of uh, increasing vasodilation. So vasodilation being um, the dilation of the blood vessels, so you're getting better blood flow. Um, that has some other really profound health benefits. Like, So I would encourage you to do this in tandem with some of the cardiovascular stuff I mentioned in, in the previous episode. And you can also do it with particular types of um, nasal breath work, which also increases nitric oxide. And you will be um, an avatar of the boner god himself. Moving on to testosterone. Now, I will say... Testosterone is like the quintessential male hormone. So uh, underpins so much of like muscular development. What Having high or bioavailable free testosterone is such a benefit to men. Um, if you've got super low and you've actually diagnosed, I know some people look at testosterone replacement therapy. I, pr- I prefer to do as much naturally as I can. And just so... Um, just so you know that I'm not just making stuff up, like so in my 40s, like my T levels are basically the same as an extremely healthy 25 to 27-year-old. Um, and even without some aggressive, some of that comes from just lifestyle behaviours and training, like so consistent heavy training will keep your T levels high. Um, and some other factors as well. Uh, nutrition obviously plays a role but the things I'm sharing with you now will allow you to do that as well so if you can um, do things naturally there's other health benefits I have concerns about people who go who take uh, exogenous testosterone I think there are some health concerns there but I'm not a doctor Um, and if that's the route you've gone yeah fine Uh, good luck to you but there's some herbal supplements are pretty well studied and both anecdotally and um, in peer review uh, that work very well to improve testosterone. The the first one I'll mention is Tonka Ali. Make sure you get yourself a good uh, dosage of that. Uh, If you're doing that in tandem with some of the other stuff I recommend, you'll get a really good response. Dr. Andrew Huberman, I think he's a neuroscientist, he's started spruiking these things quite aggressively recently, so you might have heard them. So Tonka, he uses a combination of Tonka Ali and Fidoja Agrestis. Um, If you Google Dr. Andrew Huberman testosterone something, you'll get punched in the face by a million different posts and videos on it. But I'll summarise those for you and some of his things. I'll make comments that I feel are more effective than what he's putting out there. Um, Tonka Ali is sometimes called uh, Malaysian ginseng. Uh, so it's been well known as an aphrodisiac, um, just an overall health tonic as well in most parts of Southeast Asia. Um, I used to run a business where we sold this amongst other things. And... It's like it works largely by increasing testosterone. The mechanism for which uh, is probably around, uh, I think it has an influence on luteinizing hormone, but it does some other things to increase um, free testosterone to un- make it 
unbound, so free in your system. Um, that's probably the more important one of the two. For Doja Agrestis has a similar benefit. It's a West African herb. Uh, it's been more touted recently. There is The only issue I would have with that is there are, interestingly enough, a lot of people actually get uh, increase in... Oh, sorry, just got interrupted there. Um, my new um, passport just arrived at the door. Um, so continuing on. Um, so Fidoja agrestis. Um, uh, the, the, the one issue that I would mention with that is there are some... There's a potential for toxicity with uh, extended use, with extended use being beyond the eight-week mark, so you definitely have to cycle off it. Cycle offing means you have periods where you're not taking it. If you don't want to take that at all for any concerns um, that you might have there, you can just omit it and just take the Tonka Ali. Uh, the dosages for both of those herbs, Tonka Ali, you want between 200, the studied doses are between 200 milligrams and 600 milligrams a day. Uh, for Doja would be between 300 and 600. Uh, Andrew Huberman recommends a super aggressive 400 milligram dose of Tonka and 600 of Fidoja for around eight weeks. And then you would cycle off the Fidoja. You could continue to take the Tonka LE. Uh, my recommendation, if you have a really good um, source of Tonka LE is... The between 200 and 400 and about 400 of Fidoja. Um, the Fidoja, some people do notice an increase in testicle size, interestingly enough, um, with at around the one-month mark. See, so here you go. Um, if you take those in combination with uh, magnesium, zinc and boron, uh, most people will notice a solid improvement in their libido within a week to 14 days. Sometimes it will be within days. Um, your benefits to those probably max out at about the two-month mark um, when you've just got a lot of free bioavailable testosterone. As a side note, I'm, I'm aware that there are quite a lot of people, um, men that have had trouble building muscle when they go on this with a other supplementation that I recommend, then they start to lose fat and gain muscle. And largely that would be because their hormonal, the, the hormones that they should naturally have available to them are starting to work at a more optimal uh, rate is probably the word I'll use. Um, so yeah, if, if women can do something similar, I would only do the Tonka if you're a woman and just do it at the much lower dose. Um, so for men, if you put those things together, the, uh, the blood flow uh, stuff that I talked about, the Tonkat, do it for a month and you'll be super, your, your sex drive, your sexual performance will go through the roof. Um, now with women, um, I'll just briefly touch on this. I, I feel like the stress factor is massive. So that's why things like um, ashwagandha can often be effective for women. Um, I know that's sometimes used in testosterone enhancement things for men. I think feel like that again. It, it's more. It's uh, it's not a direct influence. It's because it's um, modulating the stress response and the the driving down cortisol and some of the, your adrenal hormones 
has that sort of sideways effect of allowing testosterone to um, improve. I'm not a massive fan of ashwagandha. I know some people are, but I'm not. Um, for men, uh, women can take a low dose. Um, so something I will put up my hand up though for women is um, maca root. So but a particular form of maca, which seems to be quite effective at helping with um, women's libido and hormonal function. Uh, so red maca seems to be the better one for women at a dose somewhere between three to nine grams. Um, you can take more. It's not like you can really get into much strife with it. Uh, but that seems to have a really good effect from women. Men seem to do better on the black form of it. Um, and that more helps with like um, sperm count and things like that. Um, yeah, I, I have hit and miss results with that. I do think because it's quite high in potassium as well and some other minerals. So I think it can help with like erectile function. But just in terms of women, yeah, the red maca, three to nine grams quite cheap quite accessible um i feel like if you take that with some of the other supplemental things then that can help a lot um i'm just going to go into like some botanical uses uh things that you can start to uh use and this because this is sort of more uh in the whole uh witchy zone i suppose is damiana which is a mexican herb um you may have heard of it um, if you, I like, you can have it in a tea daily, um, uh, Templum Nigrisolis, they recommend in one of their sex magical workings in for, particularly for group work, uh, a 10 to one, uh, concentration, uh, ex extract of the extracts are quite easy to get hold of. Um, if you Google it, you'll find some. And you can take those like in the week or weeks leading up to something, uh, which will increase. Works quite well in some women. So this is there's a lot of idiosyncrasy with uh, uh, women, uh, as I mentioned before. Um, will respond very quickly to this, so it's definitely worth a try. Um, but they can help with arousal um, and intensity of orgasms as well. So the way to do um, this one, you can, you can also use it as part of a mixture. I've made one suggestion, which is combine it with things like, uh, so Damiana, ginkgo, cinnamon, vanilla, vanilla bean, like actually get proper vanilla bean. Uh, you don't have to put vanilla it's as much for flavour, but those things all help with blood flow and have them as a daily tea. Um, it's quite nice to do that leading up to a working and then you can have a more concentrated dose, which I'll speak about in a second. Um, so if, you have a if you're planning on doing a particular sex magical working or you just want to have a higher libido generally, you could use the concentrated form of Damiana. Um, for example, like I mentioned before, you could do it from a, a new moon to a full moon or at the back end of a... Um, or however you would choose to do that, but it just seems to be an optimal place um, to introduce those things and that it's sort of part of your daily ritual. Um, the, so if you would do it as a tea, it's fine. You can, it's not like you can get into too much strife with these sort of things. Uh, or then you can up the dose um, and use a concentrated form. One other way to use those things, and this will be more in terms of uh using it in sacramental forms 
So, and I feel like this can be very useful in like when you're actually, you know, in ritual or just prior to ritual. So Damiana, um, Blue Lily or Blue Lotus and, well, actually those two, I'll just mention those two. If you concentrate them, they can be used quite well with intoxicants. So if you infuse it into something like red wine or a spirit um, and concentrate the dose, you can then use that in a sacramental form. Uh, Like I said at the beginning, if you're constantly drinking alcohol, this won't work for you. The other area that I've actually seen it to be super effective is if you use it with small amounts of cannabis, uh, Damiana, both Damiana and Blue Lily mixed with that um, are very, very effective. You'd need to try and get the dose right. So you want to be buzzed but not too far gone. Um, And they will really help you be in your body and that's why I feel like they can be quite helpful for women because it stops a lot of that analytical processing and just allows them to be present um obviously helps with men as women uh, as well but can help you particularly men repeat orgasms helps you really connect with your partner um but if you're doing it individually as well um the reason I mentioned don't get too don't go too far with it is if you're doing it for magical purposes um then you still have to at some point bring your concentration and focus back to the job at hand and it can be quite easy to get lost and that's why I sort of veer away from psychedelics and things in that respect. Um, It's not that you can't do them for exploration or therapeutic uh, usage but I generally think that of the drugs um, or intoxicants that are more effective, probably partnering some botanicals um, with either alcohol or pot. pot uh, you can do both uh, uh, as well, but yeah, try and keep the dosage on the lower end. My, I've had some profound, quite profound experiences with uh, the yeah pot, Damiana, Blue Lily, um, and some other other lilies as well. Um, they can be super effective, but as I mentioned, only if you're not having them all the time. Um, otherwise, it becomes really... They take away far more than they give back. Um, but yeah, that's how you would use it. So um, I hope I've given you some things that you can work with. Maybe you're not hearing elsewhere. Some of that may be seem super basic, but like in terms of like, I I know a lot of people are like waiting for the next magical herb or whatever, but if you do the things that I've laid out, um, you'll get results um, and they will help with your sex magical practice. If you do them in tandem with an energy practice and some of the physical stuff that I mentioned before, even better results. Um, Now I'm going to try and, I've actually got a bit of time today, so I'm going to try and get through a few more podcast episodes so I've got something coming out on um, the relationship of scripting with hyper sigils um, and I've got a a few others uh, that I'm trying to get on top of um, which is uh, yeah Michael Aquino's work some other stuff about sigils and body transformation um hopefully i'm going to try and punch them all out and get them out but um and have them out 
within the next day or so. Um, if you're interested in what I'm doing, please have a look at some of my other podcasts. Um, like, share, you know how that goes. My website is www.sorceryandbodytransformation.com. Um, I'm trying to share a lot of my stuff through podcasts at the moment just because I feel it allows me to go into a little bit more depth, but there's some blogs and things which I'll add more to. Uh, you can contact me for coaching. There's some basic coaching options there uh, as well, but if you really want to work with me closely, I would suggest actually reaching out and I will see what the best way I can help you is. Um, so we probably need to sit down and have a bit of a chat. Um as I say, uh, I wish you lots of success. I see potential in you. And until next time, this is Chris. Goodbye.